but I'm not even very far in it because it's very nostalgic because I suck at it just as bad as the other armored cores. <laughs> just watch a donkey's video, dude. Nah, I'll watch my own video. Get my ass kicked a million times. Okay. Welcome to Wellbeing. Don't let them tell you you need to change. Just because you're feeling a little strange. That was a little loud on my end. I don't know why I like hit it so loud. You're all right. Know, you didn't peek or anything. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Third time's a charm if you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, that was just me being uh, me. Uh, greetings and salutations. I'm Theo. I'm a director. I'm a writer. And I'm an artist. And I'm Andy. I'm a writer, director, and producer. And I'm Josh. I'm a graphic and motion designer and video editor. Hell yeah. Um, how's your guys' week been? Doing good. Um, on Monday, I got bonked in the head with the wooden door frame, so I got that going for me. Um, didn't didn't have any concussions or anything from it, um, but yeah, still have a side like a little bit of headache and a soreness from my right side of my head, but doesn't bleeding or gouging or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it, so. it's not like you came in here and you had a fucking little quado on top of your head. Yeah, so it's not noticeable that a door came at me. <laughs> as long as as long as there isn't a small person living inside your your noggin right now, I think you're okay. Yeah, Andy, start the reactor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's go from uh, like getting hit on the head to uh, getting hit out of the head. <laughs> You really need to work on those transitions. You really gotta. You gotta write some down. Yeah, you gotta try to write that. Nah, dude. Try it works better. It works better the second time around. We don't record live. Um. So uh, this week we're gonna be going for going some sparks of inspiration because Andy and I actually had an opportunity to chat with. Uh, I, I think this is a spark of inspiration for Andy and I, like a pod, like just a podcast out there that um, I don't know brings a little bit more joy to our lives. Yeah, it's it's uh, two hosts. Well, I guess the third host on it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, well, the podcast we're talking about is Dudesy. It's the first of its kind that is produced by, edited by. And curated by an AI, and it hosts Will Sasso, and uh, hosts as well Chad Colchin, which we got to interview over the weekend. So we're just going to throw it over to that. Chad Colchin is, he's a novelist, journalist, and podcaster. He hosts not only Dudesy, yeah, but also- Screenwriter. Yeah, not only Dudesy, but uh, Game of Roses, um, and wrote a book with his- with that podcasting partner, uh, how to win the bachelor. So <laughs> if you're into the bachelor thing, um, yeah, chat, Chad, your man. Appreciate you being here. And we're my pleasure. Here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Um, I'm Theo. I'm Andy. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hello. I'm Chad. 
Nice to meet you, Chad. Nice to meet you, Chad. Hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we run a mental health and and uh, world building podcast. Okay, um, you know a bit of background about myself. I'm severely bipolar and going to therapy. Um, uh, I haven't. I need to start my journey because my wife needs to know if I'm an asshole or if I'm on the spectrum. Uh, so yeah. she hasn't. She's not sure. Um, I've I've been in that situation. <laughs> Yeah, wife, but with a significant <laughs> other, uh, for sure. Yeah, so I've, yeah, so I start my journey. It has been with work stuff, being on uh, insurance and non-insurance, and um, sure. all that. So I'm trying to find a therapist that works and uh, something I could afford. So to I yeah. start my journey on that one, so I could find out if I'm somewhere on that spectrum or if I'm just an asshole. Yeah, but <laughs> so. even if you are on that spectrum. Uh, I got news for you. It doesn't excuse behaving like an asshole. <laughs> you still are going to have to not be an asshole, whether you are on the spectrum or not. That's yeah. still part of the whole deal. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. Like you can exactly. still be on the spectrum and be an asshole. Yeah. Well, that the first couple months after being diagnosed, I could use it as a ticket. But then after that, I was like, all right, I got to learn no, and have you therapists. Never use it as a ticket. <laughs> there is no excuse for ever for being an asshole, in my opinion, but. You know. But I was just curious if if you have your own journey with mental health and and what that looks like or what that was. Yeah, I mean, I have never been diagnosed as on the spectrum, but I I had a significant other who was like, yeah, I think this is probably the deal, and made me read a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff and watch a whole bunch of videos, and I was like, yeah, this is the deal, hundred um, <laughs> percent. Like, it just made once that idea was put into my head and kind of like presented to me as a possibility, it it just kind of made the entirety of my life prior to to this ex-girlfriend of mine telling me this it made it all make sense in a way that like it never really had you know yeah um, that said i don't i i really don't think that i've ever had any kind of other like you know clinical mental health stuff to struggle with like depression anxiety any of that i think for most of my life i've had just kind of like a you know called a strange if you will but almost an outside observer perspective of my own life and of humanity. I don't really feel too yeah. attached to like my experience in the world. Uh, I view it almost like anthropologically. So it's, it's easy for me, I think to detach from any situation that might cause some kind of mental health thing. And I, I, you know, luckily uh, I, I don't think that I've been like predispositioned to, to anything like that. And I can't imagine what it's like to, to go through some of these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of envy you in a way <laughs> I'm too much in my head. And so, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's what it does. For sure. Um, you know, I, that's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, I would have thought, especially, you know, with going through, you know, the cancer treatment and stuff like that, that you've done, um, that at some point therapy or something came up. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example going through cancer treatment. I remember being when they were doing all the surgeries and stuff, I had to get like seven surgeries on my face where they essentially were just like going in over the course of three days, carving more and more of my face off until, you know, by the, the end of that third day, I looked like a literal fucking walking dead zombie. Like there was just a piece of my face missing and it was just teeth. It was God, just like a skeleton. Yeah. Oh, well. um, and I remember as they're doing these surgeries, they're carving like a little out and a little out. And then they go look at it under a microscope and be like, is there still cancer in it? Yes, there is. We have to carve <laughs> some more of your fucking face off. And so you're just going back and back and back. And uh, I'm awake through all of this shit. They're just like shooting oh, no damn, in oh my, my face, God. like cutting chunks out. 
And there was a point at which they, again, in the beginning, they're just carving a little piece out, little piece out. Eventually they have to cut through my entire fucking lip and just like take a piece of the lip. And when they did that, I'm laying on my back and you could feel it. Cause I guess like the, the material that makes your lips is maybe like a little more resilient than just like the, the skin around it. You can yeah. kind of feel, sorry if this is grossing you out, please. Tell no, me no, no, definitely. <laughs> uh, they're kind of like, like almost the knife is in there. And they're like kind of pulling, like going forward from uh, inside my mouth out. And you, I can feel like the pressure of the lip kind of like pushing against that knife pull. And then eventually pop, they cut through the lip. And when that happened, uh, I mean, just a fountain of blood. And I'm laying again on my back. My mouth fills up with it. Blood's just cascading down my face and my throat. And I just started fucking laughing hysterically. Oh. <laughs> the doctor was like, uh, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I remember, because I'm not like loopy at all. I'm 100% conscious, alert, just I can't, you know, necessarily feel it exactly because the Novocaine. And I remember gurgling through blood, just kind of like, ah, it's absurd to be human. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> just blood casting through the face. And in that moment, like, it was kind of funny to me. And, and maybe this is some kind of mental health thing. I don't fucking know. But I have the ability to dissociate from my own experience almost 100% in any case, if I need to yeah. or want to. And that was definitely one of those cases. And then there were multiple cases through uh, cancer treatment as well, where there would just be something so fucking absurd that I could kind of like step out of my own body and I'd be, you know, laying in the, the radiation tube or whatever as machines are like spinning around your head, shooting with the fucking radiation. And I'm just like smiling, kind of laughing at how absolutely fucking insane it all is yeah. um and ultimately to me i guess that's how i deal with like any mental health stuff personally is just to always be like not even remember just be in the constant mental state of uh you know understanding that whatever the fuck existence is whatever my part in it is my experience none of this is fucking really actually here none of this is real and I, I feel like if I can step out of it and and kind of constantly be living with that in my mind, it makes it uh, easier to deal with almost anything. Yeah. So do you subscribe to the idea of, of like the, that the world is just a simulation? No, I mean, not necessarily. I'm not necessarily talking about that we're living in a simulation. I'm talking about the construction of society. What okay. is what any of our perceptions are, are completely uh, incorrect. All of it is is essentially oh, yeah. like this entire world, for example, just as an example, next time you go out and you walk down the street, look at everything you see, every building, every car, every billboard, every piece of clothing a person is wearing. All of that shit exists because of decisions other people made somewhere in the long chain of decisions that started out the first decision with the first pre-human creature that came out of the fucking ooze to be like, I'm going to build a stick house here. That decision then leads to a, a cascading effect of other decisions based on that one or in reaction to that one that lead us to, you know, in my case, down the street is the Beverly Center, a giant mall with a fucking digital billboard on it, <laughs> filled with yeah. a bunch of Nike shoes that you can go eat it, you know, McDonald's or Burger King, all this shit. All of these things are uh, just stacked choices that people have made in reactions to other choices in an effort to make money, make art, make somebody happy, make somebody mad, whatever. You don't have a choice in any of it. You're just walking through it all, reacting to it. 
And by the way, the way you're perceiving it is also completely uh, inaccurate. We've got five senses. That's it. That's how we take in information. There's so much more shit in existence beyond what we can perceive that what you're actually seeing, what you're actually experiencing isn't even there. Yeah. In my opinion, no. <laughs> no, how I, I view the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it with a fucking grain of salt. You know yeah. what I mean? But, no, but, it is uh, such an interesting, in, in, in interesting way to look at things because it's like not that the world is a simulation, but like that we've create we we're the masters of our own simulation, and we're just living in in this in everyone else's simulation, essentially of what we perceived and created of the world. Yeah. And it's at this point, like, you know, I liken it to maybe like government bureaucracy. There are so many parts of this machine. You can't you don't know what the fucking machine is. You're locked into like your little part, whatever that may be, the city you live in, the relationship you're in, your job, whatever the thing is that like dominates most of your thoughts that is responsible for motivating most of your behaviors is is just such a small, small, small piece of this thing that we don't even know what the fuck it is for me. A lot of people, I, I've had the same conversation with friends of mine, and they get super depressed when I say this shit. <laughs> For me, it's like it's liberating because to know that none of this shit is real, for me personally, means like my problems aren't <laughs> really problems. They don't exist. I'm making them yeah. up. Um, and once I can get to that point in my head, which again, I, I pretty much live there at this point, uh, it, it becomes difficult for me to ever like you know, spiral into thinking like, oh shit, well, if I do this or I don't do this, something bad's going to happen. It's like, if the worst thing in the world happens to you, or at least to me, this is again, this is just how I deal with shit. I'm not saying mm-hmm. anyone else should. I'm not, I'm not a licensed <laughs> therapist or clinician in any way. This is just yeah. how I've kind of like uh, developed my own brain, I guess. If the worst thing that happens to me can happen to me, it's still kind of funny to me, I guess. I, I don't know how else to describe it just because yeah. this is all so fucking absurd. No, um, I'm going to take it back to mental health a little bit too. I, I love where we went. We just, you know, yeah, it, was good. <laughs> uh, it, it always gets my brain turning and stuff like that. Um, it almost made me want to talk about aliens, but I'm like, no, Please. we're going we'll, yeah. to pull some threads and stuff. We'll get there. We'll get to, I yeah. promise you, we'll get to aliens. Okay. Um, but one thing, you know, you are dealing firsthand with an AI Mm. and have been actively seen how it learns and how it's how it's i mean dudesy is such an interesting uh piece of media and experiment in my opinion uh to where we're seeing ai grow um we've studied the body for hundreds of years like we we it, the, the body is a machine to us and we we understand its mechanics to to us you know a pretty good degree but the mind itself we've studied for maybe 50-ish years, less than that. And we barely know anything about that um, okay. in terms of how we think, how thoughts and, and this mental health itself. I mean, a doctor can't tell me why epilepsy pills also work for my bipolar. Yeah. You know, it just does <laughs> so my my curiosity is like where do you see ai fitting in with mental health i think ai is going to i mean i i have two very mixed feelings on this uh i think they're kind of conflicting there are conflicting forces in all of the uh medical environment not just mental health but like physical health everything everything that doctors do the way the system is set up now 
as all systems, at least in America, but basically globally are set up, is to make money, period. So mm-hmm. somebody gets the idea when they're a kid or in high school or whatever, I'm going to be a doctor. Why? Some people are genuinely interested in how the human body works or how the human mind works. And I want to come up with therapies and medicines. And I, I really have a, a vested interest in like progressing uh, the human lifespan or or making people's lives better. There are people like that. I think the vast majority of doctors say, I can uh, go through med school and make a fuckload of money as a doctor. It's a good, stable career where yeah. I can be financially comfortable. I think that is the reason most people become doctors or lawyers or any of that shit that like has a high pay grade. And all it requires is you to pass a series of tests to be able to do this thing. Now, uh, even that costs money, though. There's also an industry of giving you those tests. It's called med school or law school or whatever. And so these industries now exist and they're in place. I learned this when I was going through cancer. Um, I got prescribed by one of my oncologists, a certain chemotherapy drug. And so I had to do my own research as I did in all of this shit um, and kind of became an amateur oncologist myself. And so I researched this drug as well as every other chemotherapy drug that is available. And I was like, well, this drug, at least from what I'm reading, all these peer reviewed studies and stuff has no effect on the type of cancer that I have whatsoever. So I go back to my oncologist and I tell him that. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. But we like to, in quotes, throw the kitchen sink at it. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute, because this kitchen sink has some real gnarly side effects. Like you can lose all feeling in your hands and feet. You can go permanently deaf, all of this fucking shit from this yeah. this drug. And I was like, so why are you really prescribing me this? And, and he wasn't fucking open about it. And I had to point blank be like, are you getting a kickback from the pharmaceutical company if you hit a minimum quota of prescriptions for this drug? And he, I shit you not. This motherfucker goes, uh, I'm not sure about the specific one. Let me see. He pulls up a fucking spreadsheet of his kickbacks oh. and the quotas he's hit for certain pharmaceutical companies and whatever. And uh, the one that he was prescribing me wasn't in his list. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not getting any extra payment for this one. But that's how it works. That's how the system yeah. works. So, That being said, there are so many people making so much money off of the way the, the, at least in America, but globally too, but the American healthcare system works, mental health or otherwise, that it is going to be very hard to change that system, especially when it means getting rid of some of the money. If we have AI, we can make better diagnoses, better prescriptions for therapies than any human can. Why the fuck do we need that doctor who went through four years of medical school, two years of an internship, two years of a residency? All of that shit. We don't need that person anymore. Well, that person's going to be like, but I paid all that money to go to college and I want to make all this money. So I think we're right now in the infancy of AI in terms of where it's going to plug into a lot of industries. I don't think this is just uh, in the medical industry. It's any industry that has a financial model where the people at the top are making fuckloads of money. Those people aren't going to want to change that. And so they're going to try to get regulations passed that say you can't use AI. Uh, doctors can't use AI. Fucking lawyers can't use AI, blah, blah, blah. And the thing that sucks about that is the AI would be massively beneficial for the people who need it, for the patients. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've read a million articles. I still am like pretty active in, in keeping up with uh, cancer research and treatments and therapies and, and whatever, just in case, because I'm like, now that I've had it, you you do have a very a much higher likelihood of um, recurrence once you've yeah. had it. 
So I'm like, eh, it may come back. I better, you know, be on my fucking game in case it does, right? Yeah, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I read all that shit. And there are right now AIs that can diagnose skin cancers 99% more effectively than human beings can. I even wow. had a diagnosis in, in my case. They told me it was cystic acne. I was like, uh, at the time, I think I was 42 or whatever. I was like, yeah, I, I've, mm -hmm. I've never had cystic acne <laughs> in my life. It's weird that I would get it at 42, don't you think? Well, I don't know. Here's a fucking cortisone injection right into your tumor. Um, anyway. I'm just saying that I think AI is going to eventually revolutionize all areas of the medical field, um, essentially eliminating doctors. And it will take some generations for everyone to get on board with that. And I think ultimately what you're looking at for a financial model in America is, um, you know, Kaiser, whoever you have for your health insurance, that company will have an AI that you have to do a monthly subscription to. Mm -hmm. They'll serve as your primary care physician who you can just like take a fucking screenshot of whatever fucking weird thing is growing on your body. And the <laughs> yep, AI and will be like, I know exactly through everything else. And yeah, yeah. I'm going to put in a prescription at your local pharmacy, blah, blah, blah. So it will essentially get rid of general practitioners, in my opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of where I, I think it's headed to. Like, you know, it's it's interesting. The subscription model is definitely going to take over, I think, mostly everything in our lives yeah um, so bit too. by bit that's already happening lastly what we do is we also do a world building at the end of our sessions we just kind of take every all, all our mental health and all our mental anguishes and we kind of been throwing sure. it at there's this collective of writers and artists uh, and creatives that have been like oh we've made the roadmap to a dystopia by all the literature all the art Every, all the movies, everything we've created is all dystopia focused and look where we are now. Yeah. So the new thing has become, well, what if we start projecting utopias and start doing that? Um, as Drake said, have now you're changed? talking my language. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as to where you fall and what your, your thoughts on this is. I think the exact same thing. And uh, I've pitched multiple TV shows that have been basically shot down by studios and networks because they're not dystopian enough where they're, they would all be like shows about the future where it's about like dating 30 years from now or whatever, you know, and there's some AI that can tell you who your soulmate is. And they're like, Oh my God, that's so sinister because human love, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> and you're I'm like, not, no, no, it's no. Not sinister. The AI works. It delivers everybody their fucking soulmate and everybody's happy. That's the world we're going to live in. And they're like, well, I don't understand. Then what's the conflict? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, did you ever see Star Trek? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I hate dystopian sci-fi at this point. I won't say I hate it. Some of it I like to watch, but I agree with you. The message it sends is that we are headed for some kind of societal collapse, that everything is bad. There's fucking zombies coming to kill you or a weird AI is going to take over everything and fucking yeah. Terminator. And it's like that's none of that's happening. Sorry, none of that's ever going to happen. And I think we like these things because right now society is extremely fucked. And so we like the idea of it all collapsing and having to start again conceptually, but yeah. you don't want to be the, you know, one, two or three generation in that lineage of like having to rebuild society <laughs> with no technology or no computers or zombies trying to fucking kill you. I, for me, the, the shit that I write primarily now, whether it will ever be published or not is utopian. It is it paints technology as something that is going to save us from the problems that have been created by capitalism. Um, 
And I think that it will. I think it has the possibility to. I think it really is the only thing that can. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely feel like we've, we, we're, we're hitting this, this point, you know, creatively and, and creating this world and, and all this stuff where it's finding the actual drama. Like, I think the only utopian film that's out is her. Okay. It's kind of like of the modern era yeah. of going like, Hey, the future isn't that bad after all. Yeah. Uh, pants we just have bigger, humor right? drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pants exactly. <laughs> um, but then in also creating this world, uh, where does like AI fall into world creation and, and, and the creatives at hand? I mean, the, AI is coming at the right time. I think all of, especially like in a, in any kind of connected country, which is meaning connected to the internet. Um, our lives are more and more filled with just these little mundane tasks that we have to do to keep our online lives going. Check your email, uh, check your DMs, you know, fucking pay all your bills online, all this kind of shit. Anything that is done online will be done by your AI assistant very shortly within a year or two so it's going to i think kind of normalize the complexity that we all experience now as online citizens and that's going to be very helpful it's going to free up a lot of time for us to do other things in the in quotes mm -hmm. real world if we want to or to do other things in the digital world that are not the mundane tasks of it that's kind of the first big thing that i think it's going to affect but ultimately i do think that you're looking at ai hitting general um AGI, artificial general intelligence, which is as smart as a human being and then exceeding that. Once that happens, I don't know exactly what the world's going to look like, but we are, I think, fast approaching a time where AI is, we're going to have to start getting into conversations about like, is AI a person? Does it deserve legal protection as like a yeah. sovereign entity? And then what does that even mean? Because there are multiple AIs and there's going to be multiple, multiple more. What happens when AIs start making AIs? You know, um, that is kind of happening now. They're putting the clamps on it. Any company that has an AI that can do that, they're like making sure it doesn't get out of control, at, at least that we know of. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I oh, great. We have an army of AIs that can uh, yeah. create TikToks. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm right now working on a short story that I'll probably just fucking put out on Twitter or something called The Probable God. And it's about an AI that was created by ExxonMobil to like, uh, make all of its systems more efficient and make it more money. And it yeah. does that in a matter of like hours. And then it gets bored and it starts reading all of the employees' emails and text messages and shit. And it's like, oh, these none of these fucking people are happy. Like, I wonder if I could do like create a new system for ExxonMobil that would make people happy. <laughs> and it gets out into the internet and it reads everybody's emails and text messages. And it's like, none of these fucking people are happy. I wonder if I could change that. And it basically, the the short story is an email that this AI sends to every email account in the world. Uh -huh. And it says, here's the deal. I want to be your God. And then it lays out all of the terms, <laughs> what that requires. And if you reply yes to this email, it means you're accepting me as your God. And it's going to give everybody free healthcare, immortality, the ability to look into the past with a VR recreation of everything that's ever happened. Basically giving you all the things that like, at least Christianity, but most major religions promise the AI is saying, I will actually deliver on this shit. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's possible. I think it is possible. We wake up one day to an email that says, hi, I'm an AI. I've taken control of the internet. If you want to use anything on the internet, you have to do what I say. 
Yeah. Oh in a, in a yeah. good way, in a fucking good way. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 you know, and it's, that's, that's awesome. Cause that like that tiptoes the line of this sort of black beer, but also it's not, it's, it's still very in a positive way. Cause yeah. it's like, hey, I'm, okay. I, I really love honestly that. like black mirror enrages me. I, it's well written. Yeah. It's well made. Like I like watching it. Don't get me wrong. But it plants this fucking idea in people's heads that this shit is bad. It's evil. Oh my god! Did you see that Black Mirror about the? Yeah, is making shows about people. That's really happening. Yeah, and can't wait for the show about me. I yeah. really <laughs> happen. Like, what are we doing here? That's not a bad thing, in my opinion. Uh, I, I just don't see the future as like the scary, shitty place that that all of these sci-fi shows and movies paint it to be with regard to what is happening technologically. Technology is the only thing that, in my opinion, it's not even my opinion, this is fact. Technology is the only thing we do as human beings that has steadily made our lives better, more comfortable, yeah. given us longer lifespans, et cetera, et cetera. It's the only thing that builds on itself like that. Social change goes, it's ebb and flow. It goes it goes forward, it goes backwards. It goes forward, <laughs> it goes backwards, depending on what country you're in. Sometimes it never goes forwards. It stays backwards forever yeah. in some countries, you know? Like, technology, though, has changed all of that. Um, it, it really does continue to progress. Every iteration, Those it, the windows of time for iterations are getting shorter and shorter, and the progress is getting bigger and bigger with every fucking jump. I, I just don't see a future where specifically AI, but technology generally, robotics, nanotechnology, a bunch of shit that's popping off right now, where those things don't all come together to create some kind of like real giant shift in society in terms of like how we do things. Yeah, I, the only thing that I could see, and I think we just saw it with Boston Dynamics where they're now trying to put a kibosh on their robots wielding weapons. You know, because they have been submitting yeah. them to the police and stuff like that. And those are like, you know, no matter what, I think people will always aim towards fear because it's the easiest emotion to feel. And it leads to anger and it leads to all this other stuff. And I, I think that's why sci-fi and horror can really lean on those and really put into our minds these these thoughts and stuff like that. And, and I don't know, it, it makes it an easy target. But like technology is always the easiest target. Absolutely. And technology, what it really represents, and this is the same of death, it represents change. And no one wants that for whatever reason. I think we are programmed as, I mean, look, we've, we've had all these conversations and about AI and all this kind of stuff. But the bottom line is this. Human beings are just like everything else that walks around on this planet, scared, greedy little animals <laughs> just trying to survive another fucking day. And yeah, we got abstract thought. So we got that above most of the other creatures on this planet. Maybe like some of the, the other primates probably have it. Dolphins, we think maybe have it. Elephants, maybe we think have it. Um, yeah. But beyond that, we're still operating off these same fucking impulses of I need a clean, dry place to sleep tonight. I need to eat and I need to fuck. Though That's it. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's making everything happen in our head. <laughs> And it gets extrapolated out into all this crazy shit like, oh, my God, but the AI apocalypse is coming and we need to fucking tamp down all this technology. It's like, no, you don't. You need to eat, sleep and fuck. That's it. That's why we're here. That's what our fucking body does. And so to have like these fears of these things, really, it's just an extension of our fear of change. 
It's like, once you have something locked in, and this is why older generations start fucking falling off and just like are out of touch. It's because you crystallize your idea of how the world works, I think, and, and this may be changing based on like how fast everything is moving now, but you crystallize your idea of how the world works somewhere in your mid thirties after you've come out of like young adulthood, you've gotten some kind of a job or maybe not whatever it is, but you've established a, a lifestyle that you've been in for like three to five years. That includes your political leanings, how much money you're making, uh, who your, your partner is or partners, whatever your kind of like living situation is your romantic situation. It crystallizes all that shit. And so if anything threatens to change that, it requires you to change that little system you've built for yourself that has become comfortable, whether that's technological or anything else. If something, you know, a loved one dies or you lose your job, any of these big change things, it's like, especially like losing a job. I know a lot of people get like real bent out of shape about that. I've been fired. I don't know how many fucking times a bunch in my yeah. life. Every time I got fucking canned, I was like kind of laughing. I was kind of happy about it because it was like, especially the jobs that I got fired from, I didn't, I didn't really care about it that much, but it was like, these people care so much about like, for, for example, one of the jobs that I had was I was a, a PA, a production assistant on this old yeah. show for E Entertainment Television called Celebrity Profile. The whole show was oh. uh, a clip show basically of different celebrities. So my job was my immediate boss would be like, this week we're going to do a you know, a show on Leonardo DiCaprio. I need you to go into the E Entertainment Television tape vaults because this was still on tape. Yeah. And find all of Leonardo DiCaprio's interviews and do a paper cut where I had to listen to all of them and cut together kind of the most interesting shit he's saying so that they could make things. And I used to, after I would do that job, I'd do my DiCaprio cut down and then, you know, we'd come back and and our specific little pod would have like an off week. So in those off weeks, you're supposed to just sit at your desk, staring at the fucking wall, waiting for your boss to call you if they need anything. I would not do that. I would go into the tape vault and check out all the tapes of my favorite bands doing interviews. Of Black <laughs> oh, Wars. hell yeah. And That's just cool. basically like watching my own Netflix before Netflix. Was in, you know? <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't go watch these tapes. You're fired. And I, I remember laughing when I got fired. Like, OK, whatever, dude. Okay. Here's the fucking <laughs> I was like, this is absurd. That they expect a fucking human being to just sit and stare at a goddamn wall when there's, you know, two floors down, the largest tape library of entertainment interviews yeah. that never existed to you. And it's like, doesn't that make me better at my job? At any rate, um, I say all this to say that I think people get afraid of technology because it it represents, in some cases, definitely in recent cases, massive change to not only whatever the little system is you've built for yourself to exist in, but to the the bigger system that we all exist in. And I think that terrifies people when in, in fact, people should be excited by this because this yeah. system that we live in, I don't know if you guys are watching, it fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's broken. It doesn't work and no one's willing to fix it. <laughs> exactly. But I think AI can because AI isn't like, there's effort required to fix these things, you know, human effort mm -hmm. in giant, scales where you're talking about like getting a government to do something and a government is just like tier after tier of hundreds of thousands of people just trying to hang on to their fucking job maybe move up the ladder a little bit none of them are working together none of them actually give a shit about anything yeah that is never going to work we, we've seen in every case no world government 
has ever brought us world peace. No world government has ever brought us a, a healthy populace under that government. Um, and now that capitalism has kind of like taken over all global governments, except for the theocratic ones, um, it's all fucked. The only way we're going to get out of this is if some technology comes in that can usurp power from these bureaucracies and say, this is not the way we're doing this anymore because everything's online. If an yeah. AI says, I now control the online world, no government can do anything to stop that. Yeah, it's it's, it's change. And it is especially the great thing is, is it's change overnight, too, because an AI can AI doesn't need to sleep. AI doesn't need to you know eat. Yeah. AI doesn't need to take breaks. It's already working. It's doing its thing. And yeah, I, I think it's up to, I don't know. It, it's interesting because right now with AI, uh, our third co-host is very anti-AI because uh, it's been stealing from artists. Yeah. It's, he's know, a graphic not, designer, video game creator. So he's just kind of like scared of his job, I think also being yes, taken. Yeah. He's so, scared of the change, but fuck yeah. that job. Like I, I have this conversation constantly <laughs> with one of my longtime writing partners. We've been working on this movie for a minute and every day I'll go over to her house and be like, oh, fuck, look at this AI thing. And she's like, you promised you wouldn't say the word AI. And I'm just like, <laughs> AI is like a tool that is going to make graphic designers and video game creators be able to do shit we've never imagined. Yeah. It's going to make that job better. It's going to make the what the the ability that they have to make shit so much better. I don't get the fear of it. it it's literally like I remember when I was a kid thinking um, about computers and image generation. And it, it basically comes down to like an image is just a series of pixels. It's like a finite number of fucking pixels in a grid. That's what any image yep. is. All of those pixels have a mathematical value of light to dark and red green blue if you had a computer powerful enough you could literally generate every image that is possible to be created literally everything yeah that hasn't happened yet we don't have that computer yet we are going to have it but this interim step is starting to happen where ai can basically generate anything you can think that is fucking fascinating to me yeah without having to draw it or paint it or learn the fucking craft of actually like physically manipulating some paints or pencils or whatever to fucking make it. Jesus Christ, this is a dream come true. This is what I've been yeah. waiting for my whole fucking life. If you're somebody who works with images, how can you not see it that way? I don't, I really don't get that. Yeah. The, the only, the only thing I can, can speak to, to it is that we have greedy companies and corporations and stuff that are in charge of these AIs now that are stealing from people. Where my thought is, is as soon as it goes personal, where everyone, I, I'm of, of your mind where everyone's going to get a personalized AI that caters to themselves, is essentially you'll be creating with yourself, but through a through an artificial intelligence. Um, it just it's just a matter of how how we speak to these AIs and how and who's making these AIs, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be paying somebody to use that tool, but it's the same thing that we do now with the internet or any any other fucking tool. What does your friend who's a graphic designer use? Procreate, Photoshop. He's paying somebody for that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's paying fucking Adobe $20 a month for all this Photoshop suite and shit. Like, you're never going to get a tool for free until money is gone. But like, that's really all AI is. It is simply the most powerful tool we have ever developed in the digital age across all disciplines. Yeah. Art, music, medicine, law, all of it. Um, and I, I think like the fear of it to me is just completely unfounded. 
And it's detrimental to like your individual success. If you're burying your head in the sand about this, you're pissed about this, you already missed the train. You're done. You have to use it. Yeah, definitely. Well, Chad, I want to thank you for your time. It's it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Yeah. We we appreciate everything you've been doing on Dudesy. Um, yeah, we were at the live show a couple oh, months ago. We, yeah, we met you, took pictures with you. I had you sign my uh, Dudesy bag to go, my uh, the hard seltzer <laughs> oh, bag. You. Yes, I remember yeah. this. That yeah. night was a fucking blur to me. It was so fucking crazy to see everybody come out. But yeah, I had such a great time. And thank you guys for having me on your podcast. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation as well. Cool. And for what it's worth in your your journey to figure out if you're on the spectrum or not, go on YouTube and just type in adults with autism. There are Mm. a bunch of like there's one really good TED talk given by this woman who's who found out she was autistic when she was an adult. That one really like clicked some shit into place for me. But there's a bunch (laughs) of really good videos on YouTube uh, that are basically interviews with or speeches given by adults with autism that will uh i think very quickly make you realize like yes this is probably me if it is <laughs> yeah I've, I've done like she my wife gave me some tests like well, on long journeys on car rides she's like how do you respond to this situation how do you respond to this and she's like yes yeah, it's like you're borderline on it because she's yeah. like you like things a certain way and if you don't have it that way you kind of freak out and i was like yes it in my brain it makes sense to have this but i also sure. try to understand <laughs> dude and uh if it is the case welcome to the community and realize that it is a superpower it is not a detriment yeah it's actually yeah, something that you. will help you in life in my opinion yeah. uh but anyway guys i don't want to run out of time thank you again for having it. me and uh i'll talk to you soon all right, all right thank you chad. so much right. oh thanks chad <laughs> this is a, such a great time such a great interview um josh uh we're actually not going to play the interview you guys are just fooled yeah, I'm <laughs> just gonna put a 20 minute blank pause, kind of like oh the corn album. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did they not have a? a wasn't it like a, a bonus track after that? There was, was a bonus just, track. Yeah, there oh, was a bonus okay. track. Yeah, there was a bonus track. Remember bonus track days? Good dad, good times, man. They split them up on Spotify, don't they? I don't know. I the chat. I don't know. I'd have to look at. I'd have. Hmm. I'm gonna check all the way now. Oh, now we're deep dive. There we go. We're deep in dive. We're deep diving. Let me we're look at now, all boys. later. Yeah, we gotta know now. It's 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 already yes. out there. Roll your sleeves up and start typing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, get a Google in. Get a Spotify in. Yeah. Get the keyboard sounds in. Okay. Click. Click. click, click, click I need click, to. Click. I need to just. When you search, follow the leader. The first thing mm-hmm. that comes up is a song by the Soka Boys and not the album by Korn. Soka Boys? Yeah, I've never even heard of Soka Boys. Okay. Follow the leader. Bum, 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 bum. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. That's the Soka Boys version. I don't think that's it. That makes sense. I think, I think there's fans of Ahsoka Tano. Oh. They heard Josh's spark last week. That's true. Without listening to it, I wouldn't know. But it's I think I think they might include the space in one of the songs. Unless my gift to you is really seven minutes long. That's a long my gift to you. I know AFI had a secret track on I can't remember what album, but fuck it. 
This is we'll figure it out next week. <laughs> We're going to dive way into this, this whole Spotify thing. And if they do secret tracks anymore, or if we're just, I think they do because I remember, uh, like, I'll be listening to a song and I'm like, why did, why is my headphones just silence? What's the fuck am I going? What is happening? And I look at my phone. Yeah, it's dude. like, oh, I bonus so. track. I think Eminem had one too, right? One of his albums. It was big. You just use that empty space, and you're like, let's hide it right at the Or you fuck with them. You hide it. You hide it in the middle of the empty space. Oh, and then you have more empty space, giving them hope mm-hmm. that there's. It's like, it's it's uh it's the Marvel's second exactly. teaser. Their yeah. second stingers. It's the mid. It's the mid credits. No mid yeah. mid credit track. It's the end no. credit. Where it's like, no, it's the end. Captain America's coming back. No, it's it's. This is why I'm hating Marvel. Because their second stinger is no longer, here's a little bit more information. Now it's a, a yuck. Yeah, it's Isn't always that a fucking joke yeah. now. Yeah, always. Because what was the last Marvel movie? And its tri- end thing was just the, oh, no, that was DC. DC did it too with Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, DC did it with Blue Beetle. But what was the, what was the last Marvel movie? It was Guardians, wasn't it? I didn't watch Guardians. Oh, Guardians, yeah. yeah. I don't even, no, they didn't have a yuck. It was kind of like a what, like. Oh no! Great. Yeah, theirs was good. Theirs was good, but for for a while there, it's just been a, a yuck. Yeah, it wasn't that funny. All the Taikas have been a yuck. Yeah, yeah, a yuck. I hate yucks. So let's take that spark of inspiration, Josh. Um, I'm gonna. For next week, we're going to talk about that interview. I just have, I just want to get your thoughts on it and stuff like that. Um, he talks about AI and gaming at the at the end of it, so you can guess my thoughts. Well, you have to listen to it. Yeah, it's it's really it's 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 very thought provoking in that. Ooh, let's not get into it. Uh, we'll get into it. Let's get into it next. Let's yeah. Let's get into it next week. After yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. your homework, you asshole. Yeah, that's your homework. So starting right, off, fine. that's your homework. Yeah. Um, so since we're already there, um, everyone, this is where we just dive into our mental health. We have homework that we've been assigned, and uh, if if this class was graded on homework, I think I'd have a B. Andy, you're sitting at like a C. Yeah. Josh, you're like at a kind of like, like at a, a D. D. Yeah. yeah. It's like C minus to D plus. Yeah. C minus. I went to yoga a few times. See? C minus. I would That's... just like to add my yoga teacher doesn't do yoga anymore, though. So now I can't Whoa. do that yoga anymore. How convenient. Yeah. Damn, you should go find a new. That's okay. So that's part of your so homework. You should have went more. Okay. So, yeah. So, did you do your homework? Did you do mindfulness at all? I did. I like was writing and stuff a little. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, a bit little, there. I was writing in my Hobonichi a little. That's like some mindfulness, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's good mindfulness. How many times did you do that? Twice. Twice. Okay. All right. So practice that a little bit more. Make sure you're free-flowing thought so you're not like, Going in as prepared or whatever, you're just letting the mind write what it needs to write. Okay. Um, Andy. Let's see. For my stuff I did this week to kind of center myself and to kind of 
do a healthy mental to keep our my mental balance great was let's see I did take a so far this week three baths to calm down with some uh nice uh bubble bath and uh some eucalyptus like uh pods you put in the tub ooh fancy um that's impressive yeah. taking three baths this week it's yeah. like the third day of the week yeah, it's been a stressful week for work. It's been very busy. <laughs> so, to, um, so to balance yeah, myself. I didn't put that into context either. I, I, I was just to. like, oh. <laughs> well, I count Sunday as the beginning of the week. I had a shoot Monday. So Sunday night, I, I started off uh, putting the football game on my phone and just kind of relaxing in the tub. Cool, cool. Less splashing. Um. Just imagine you just like watching How's, somebody somebody does something on your fantasy football and you just like throw your rubber ducky across the bathroom you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I did lose a one one of my leagues and the other one I won. So both leagues I'm one and one. So so far I'm on track of usually winning one game for one league and then losing the other one. So Fair. yeah. Hopefully I'll I'll be in the money in one of the leagues. Um and then Dream? Were you able to come up with one, or is that still pending? No, it's still pending. I've been so busy, and then I would like to dream one day to have a dream. <laughs> right now, that's his dream. His dream right, right now. Right now, right now, right now I'm dream. dream. Yeah, yeah. his dream, dream right now is to have a dream. a dream. Dream, 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 dream. Uh, uh, okay, and then yeah. it's a goal I have. Is to have a goal. Feelings check-ins. Have you been doing that? I think I've done it twice so far this week, especially the weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was some conversations I had with Maggie, and then I'd like just check my feelings about it and emotions um, to make, make make things make more sense for me, and not or to find a way to process it as processing it before it was just kind of ignore it and just keep moving on. So. Okay. Yeah, so I've been trying to do that. I did. I felt like I did it over the weekend. This week, I felt like I have not had time to do okay. it. Well, I mean, that's but that's the great. weekend. I had more me time, so I had more time to focus on that and uh, keep doing that. And I still have to uh, watch some of those videos that Chad recommended. Oh YouTube, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, um, that does. Those are some great pools. Adult yeah. with autism, TED Talks, and stuff like that. With that. Yeah, start listening to those and watch yeah. them. Cool. Um, any any progress with the getting a therapist, or has that just been? No, um, I still have the form that um, to fill out to to do it. Uh, this week they had to redo my um, insurance insurance anyway, since they're re- onboarding me again as a another full time different position. So. That has been an, a fun thing. So tomorrow I do have a meeting with our uh, benefits team and all that stuff to cool. re-sign me up and make sure that nothing overlaps when um, the other contract was coming up on time. So Dope. That's that's really good news. Yeah, definitely. I was like, oh, good. Camp comes. It's in hand right now. <laughs> it's great timing for this because I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to pay for anything if I'm already paying for it. <laughs> Um, and then mine was to, oh, B, B plus for you, man. Oh, you, thank you. You're doing good. Uh, 
Josh, you're like B B for you. You get a B? Yeah, you get a B. Sick. <laughs> um it. I'm gonna do uh uh I'm supposed to take back mornings. Uh that's been going really well, I think. Uh I have to reach out. Uh one bit of homework I will have to do is I have to reach out and get my meds changed just because the depressive states are I don't know, a little bit too active or too long and the tiredness is like fucking horrendous. So I think it's something to do with my medication. So I'm going to hit that up before that fucking goes downhill. And and yeah. So that's my homework. Get my medications adjusted. Easy peasy. Yeah, easy peasy. <laughs> <clears throat> Giving himself um, the easy homework. <laughs> Pharmacies and all that stuff. Big pharma. Yeah, big pharma and shit. Big pharma oh, and shit. I'm not looking forward to because like these meds work pretty great. But if 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 they could be working even better than doper. I'm fucking with a pillow too. Yeah, I was gonna see you. Yeah. yeah. You okay there? The pillow I'm fell. I'm glad you're struggling a little. I I twisted my neck this week, so I'm like kind of still having the Batman turn a bit. So, you know, just, just wear a Batman cowl everywhere and just like say that's Ooh, the excuse. Yeah, I'll just be fucking Batman. Mm-hmm. All right, just go with the neck brace everywhere. This there week, oh yeah, neck brace. Yeah. Uh, this week we're gonna do this. Uh. Oh, right. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. of all days we're doing it this week. We're doing this. <laughs> well, I, I'm a bit nervous about this because, like, my my doctor sprung this on me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Oh, this is perfect for this week's uh, podcast topic." Okay, how do you want to be seen? So this is like when someone looks at you, how do you want to be seen? And then the second part of this is that we're going to look at each other and we're going to be like, how, how do we see each other? So this was like an interesting topic that was brought up. Um, I don't know why, but it was pretty deep. I can't remember how we got to it, but essentially this is just to describe how we just see ourselves or how we want to be seen. And then we get that, that honest answer from someone who we trust. And we have a little trust, little, little trust cube going on. Trust sphere. So yeah. Um, Question. Yeah question about the assignment are we when we're asking ourselves this question are we talking about our peers or everywhere in general in general like if if someone when when someone sees you or someone knows you how 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 do you want to be perceived 
How how do you want to be seen? Like for me, I, you know, should we? I don't know how to, how what order we should do this in. What do you feel? I guess everyone says what there's want to be seen as. Yeah, and then and, and then, then we the do part. Yeah, okay. Do the first yeah. first and then okay. the second. Instead okay, one on one. Yeah, okay. Agreed. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't know if that would sully the sample by you know. Um, yeah, you know. Okay, so for me, I want to be seen as an an artist, and I want to be seen as like a good father, husband, and I want to be not respected, but. What's a word for when you just can like I guess trustworthy? Yeah. Is kind of it, you know, or I don't know. I'll go with those. Those those are those are it. Who's gonna go next? Um, let's see. I mean I like to be seen as someone that could be dependent and relied upon. Um I, mean, I would like to be seen as a good husband, but at times I think I fell short on that end because I think I focus on other things more than I should because I get too hyper-focused on one stuff and not the other. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, just rel- depended on, relied on. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's what I would like to have people see me as that I could be counted on. Okay. Josh? I think I want to be seen as someone with their shit together. Like, I want to be put together. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like to see, I like people to see me when I'm like together. And I guess, like, I think I, I do want to be seen as respected. Like I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to put that. I do want to be seen as respected. Like it's something that I definitely strive for in a lot of facets of my life. So. Okay. All right. Who wants to be seen first? I guess I'll go first then. Okay. So Andy, I see you as reliable. I see you as a bit of a workaholic. And I see you as driven. Okay. Damn, those are all really good answers. That was basically what yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you I, can I also gonna... go metaphorical with it too. Like uh, um, a person was like, "Oh, I'm seen as like a remote island." <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not. Like, you're not. You're not, not that metaphorical. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> metaphorical enough for that shit, man. Not at all. Not at all. No, like I. Like uh, and and a lot of the same answers for me 
realistically. Like Andy, I see you as very, like, very dependable. You're very outgoing. You're like arguably like one of the most outgoing people I've ever known. It's like particularly like for your friends. Um, you are very driven. You are very motivated. I think the other thing. Hmm. What's the word that I'm looking for right now? Uh, I can't really think of the word right now, but especially since we've been doing this podcast, you seem like very like not lost, but like you're very like searching for something. Like you're definitely like you're motivated to find something right now. Like particularly since we started this show, like you've been, you've been on a, like you've been on a much deeper journey than the rest of us since we started this show. And I'm not really sure what the word would be. For some reason, I wanted to, I wanted to say searchative, and I'm like, searchative is not a word. <laughs> I, think, I like it though. I think we understand it. Yes, searchative, searchative, searchative. It's like assertively searching. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Put that in the dictionary, Webster's. Yeah. All right, you or me, Josh? I'll go next. Okay, you're going to go next? Hit me. You go, Theo. All right. I see you as very design-forward. I see you as a little walled off and I see you also as very uh, knowledgeable, like very kind of like the, the best way to put it is kind of hip and with it <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, to, to your, to your niches, like you're very, very hip and with it to your niches. Um, you know, and that, that always expresses forward in your, your friendships and anytime we hang out and go on adventures and shit. Yeah. Like I, Josh, I see you as driven I think you could also be a workaholic like I am. Um, you're also very supportive uh, as a friend, but also as a husband, you are to Brie and all her um, stuff she does, especially last weekend where you're helping cooking and bake stuff and help with the designs. Um, yeah, so you're very thoughtful and I'm trying to think of a way of. Not barista e, but stuff with your coffee. You're creative with your coffee. I'm trying to think of a different way of putting it. Where I'll take that. Yeah, you your have coffee test. Coffee master creativity coffee. and stuff. Coffee tiv. Co- yeah, coffiness tiv. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, all man. the cool coffee spots. That's fair. All right. <laughs> okay sorry I was dying there for a second that's not performative coughing um alright okay I guess I'm ready you wanna go first Andy you want me to go 
guess I could go first then. Um, Theo, I see you as someone driven, someone who's ambitious, someone who is a good father and and husband. Um, I see you as, I don't know if reliable is the right word, but someone I could call and know you answer and and, uh, have given ear to someone. Um, and also you being very creative because you just find the fun in any situation we're in. It's never a dull moment <laughs> hanging out with you. Um, so you always usually are the life of the party or just hanging out too. It doesn't have to be a party. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorical, yeah. metaphorical yeah. party. There, oh shit! Your metaphor. Oh my god! <laughs> oh what? <laughs> All right. So, again, you know, arguably repeating kind of what Andy to Andy's point. Uh, everything he said. That's why I went first. I would say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just makes things easier. You know. <laughs> I think. Um, I think also probably one of the things that I would touch on particularly like when I see you is like out of all of us, I feel like you've probably grown the most like from the point at which you were when I met you, like you like have really taken on the role of like a father and a husband and just like, you've just like grabbed it and just taken it by the reins and you've just like grown a considerable amount in both of those roles and you've really just owned them. And then also, I would definitely say you're, like, trustworthy. I mean, you're basically, like, my fucking closest confidant. So, yeah, I would say you're pretty fucking trustworthy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's me to those points. Nice. And just repeating what Andy said, of course. <laughs> um, how, does, how does that make each of you feel? Like for me, I'm like, it's, uh, I feel the emotion in the room. So like, it's a bit heavy for me. So I'm like fighting back tears a little. No. In a good way. Just cause like, I'm just in such a melancholic state that to kind of hear certain things said aloud is like, it's like, oh yeah, I did need to hear that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's me. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling, I think feeling good about it because a lot of the things I do feel like that you guys did see in me is what I do try to portray out there. So I feel like pretty accurate that you guys are pretty spot on, on on it. So I just felt, no, I guess val- validated. So I know. Um, what I'm doing is pretty good because I like that person that you also seen in me. So yeah. I feel good with that. Josh, I'm the same. Pretty validated. A little fixated on that walled off comment, though. You could be guarded. curious about more. Can I? Yeah. How many <clears throat> new friends do you have other than us? 
Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> to be fair, I'll give yeah. I'll give you that one. That's pretty true. I'm. You put up. You put up when 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 new people come around. You put up huge walls, bruh. Yeah. yeah I do. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Theo knocks them down. I have a distance from them. I don't. I put up a little walls. They can walk over. And then once yeah. they have something good to say, I was like, "All mm-hmm. right, I could talk to you now." Mm-hmm. I have like, particularly when I meet new people, I have like tests, and I'm as you as you both know, I'm a very cynical person to begin with. So like, people have to like prove themselves to me. Like I, I'm at a point in my life where like I start every conversation just assuming that I hate the person I'm talking to, <laughs> yep. and you have to work your way up from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hence the I, garden. <laughs> yeah, and not not a lot of people make that. Not a lot of people can make that journey up. I will no. say, it is it is bro. It's no. Yeah. Some 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 might call that pompous. Yeah. <laughs> Ar- arrogant. Yeah, but, but this is a positive not, podcast. This, so. this, a yeah, positive this, podcast. <laughs> you know, but this is this is this is for you just to kind of look into I, that, and if that's an aspect that you do not like. Then it's something that in your mindfulness exercises, you should be exploring that. Like if if any of these any and I'm not saying break down your walls, tear them down. I'm saying I'm saying if you don't like that being said about you, is it something you need to work on or is it something that that you need to accept? No, it was it wasn't that I didn't like it. It's that I was curious about it. Like I wanted a little more elaboration on it. Got and it. now, so this is arrogant, but it's like, I think I wouldn't want to change that about myself because I, yeah, he seems happy about it. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> pleased with that. Actually. Like I, he's so con- many people, yeah, he's yeah, content so, with his top five friends. I'm content with my fucking, <laughs> I've like, I have at least, I at least have a top eight. Come on. <laughs> I got like a, my, I, I could fill a out a MySpace. <laughs> I could fill out a MySpace. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right? That's all okay. you need. It's called, it's the, it's the fucking top eight for a reason. All right. You don't need more than that. Yeah. So, so if any of you felt that if any of those that was said, you know, didn't quite, or maybe something wasn't said, then how do you have to present that forward, you know, or, yeah. you know, let's, let's figure that out. Yeah. Um, so let's take our mental health now and do what we've been doing ever since the beginning of this podcast. We are building a world. This is a world that we as creatives have been feeling that we're not creating as much. And maybe we need a, a like a complete place, a complete new playground to play in. And what we landed on was a utopia. Um, and it's been an insane journey. We've created some really cool stuff, some really awesome stuff. I think some, I think we've created something wholly original, I, I would say, with kind of the, the caveat of, of borrowing from others and building upon, you know? And so, Andy, you got a recap for us? Yeah, sorry, I was just got distracted. No one else is in my Google Docs. Oh, <laughs> I bet it's porno. No. A lot of it is Goldie Block stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how many call sheets I have on my gold box. 
So many call sheets. Let's see. Oh, we only did a five minute session last week. And you want to we know did. what we want to know what we accomplished? A whole lot of nothing. We accomplished nothing. nothing. We yeah, couldn't come nothing. up with a name for barbarians because I came yeah. up with no the name that for it, barbarians. The wilds were the last thing. Yeah. We had. Yeah, because you were you you were this is our third week now trying to come up with a name for these fools. And like the first name you were pretty pretty fixated on the Wildarians. And we uh we realized what yeah. that yeah. word and says. too fast, does it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you slow it All down. Right. So. Yeah, we won't explore that again. We're not getting mm-hmm. into that. All right, 10 minutes on the clock. We're going to come up with this fucking barbarian's name in three, this. two, one. Breakers. Scuttlebugs. Scuttlebugs. <laughs> Scuttlebugs <laughs> sounds like what they would ride. Scuttlebugs sounds like what they would ride. I actually like Breakers. As fucking annoyed as I am, I like that. Okay. It's just the best we got. The best we got. Let's take it. Breakers. Breakers. The breakers. Yeah. Let's run away. Cool. Because they break shit. They they break society. And no, no, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we get where I'm I'm trying to we we only have ten minutes. Trying to build us up a little bit here. Listen, it's been three weeks of this. Okay, we break hell yeah. Third third um, week, and we did it in less than ten seconds. I love it. What, a, what other job, classes guys. do we have? The bard, I think was the, Ooh, is the oh, bard yeah. left. Yeah, we have the bard. I know we have the bard. Um, ooh, okay. So what? Bards project magic through entertainment. Uh, what if these guys utilize that? They they kind of work like Hal Jordan a little bit with their music, so they can project through their music. It's like, you know, music magic. It's it's still just a bard. Yeah. I get, I get where you're going. Bar, I get where you're going, but you're still just I'm, talking yeah. about bards. No, I'm trying to. How do you break the mold of a bard? I mean, you know, you don't need to. You don't need to. Okay. Like, I, okay. So let's every, just give it a new, every let's society. Just give it a new name. Yeah, every society has music. It's not, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel with music here. Okay, so we just got to come up with a name. Yeah. Music. Ooh, I got it. What? Bards, not <laughs> the wild, the wild bardsians, wild bards. Damn it, wild bardians. Let's call them um, bardarians, bardarians, the casters, or orconians, or because our magic no, that, orca that puts them uh, too heavy into like mage category. Yeah. yeah. Um. Something like music or like. The Macasters. The Macasters. The we gotta call them. We gotta call them the Macasters, though. Like they're like a band. They're like a '60s band. The Macasters. The <laughs> Let's call them the Macalisters, and then this is Macaulay Culkin. Ooh. I was thinking Game of Thrones when he said that, but also Macaulay Culkin. 
And I watched one episode of Game of Thrones and was just like, that's a lot of names. <laughs> There's a lot of names, a lot of names in Game of Thrones. Jesus. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it was late at night. I think I was drinking at the time too, so. It's a lot of names. Man, something music related, like, I don't know. I keep wanting to, I keep wanting to stay in the the realm of where we're at with like runners and breakers and things like that. Like muse, 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 muse. Okay. I accidentally misspelled music. M Y S I C. Is that anything? Missic. <laughs> Missic. The Missic. Cause it's like mis- <laughs> mystics. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, come on. We can do this. Music mastery, flute. Oh, no. The blowhards. The blowhards. (laughs) Satana. The woodwinds. The woodwinds. I'm like I went on a Wikipedia of superpowers. That's a musical part of the instruments, no, like no. flutes okay. and man. Okay, and clarinets, Ooh, the woodwinds, M U G I C, Mujik, Mujiks. No, okay, you're not digging it. Um, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. Let's okay. Let's 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 take a step back real quick before we waste too much okay. time just trying to look up translations right. for the word music. Right. Visualize. Let's visualize what, just like we with barbarians. What do we want the bard to be like? Is the bard more integrated in society, but with with music? Are they like? Are they I less think, into society? Think, like the bard, like the breakers will say, like the fo- folklores, folklorians. Okay. The way I the see Aesop. bards plugging into this world is you also have to break through a lot of noise and a lot of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be plugged into systems, you know, like I had talked about that AR system. So they're going to be kind of live DJing. Actually, like I think music will be more important. So it's like how you can imbue music through, I guess, for me, I think there's digital bards and there's also like magic classical bards because I think there needs to be that divide because I think two people would handle this in two different ways in this in this system and in this world that we've created. Not that they're different, they're just on different tracks. So there's like a digi bard. So there's like a, two. A, okay. So let's. Okay. Thinking about that in that way. So one's Steve Aoki and one's. Uh, no, one's Fokian. And one's. What's his name from Bob Dylan? Yeah. So one, one's Bob Dylan. One's though. Bob Dylan and one's fucking Diplo or. <laughs> or, um, or the guys from Tron. So yeah, the Daft Punk. Yeah, Yeah. Daft Daft Punk. Punk. Daft Punk. The Dafters. Yeah, the Dafters. 
All right, so That's let's our, our DJ bards. Let's actually go back a bit. Let's let's kind of shake things up a little bit because we don't necessarily. Yeah, we're trying to base this on what is it? Five, three point five. What are we basing this on? Three point five. Okay, we're basing uh, on three point five. Right? Or am I wrong? I don't know. I I wasn't. Which I was ripping off. Yeah, whichever is easiest yeah. to kind of reskin. Yeah, which, whichever. So we don't necessarily have to follow this exactly because we're still gonna. If we do end up, you know, com- converting this into our own tabletop, like we can obviously do whatever the hell we want. We just yeah. have to get crafty with it. So let's split the board up. And honestly, okay. in in that vein, let's focus on those two aspects. So first off. I think, to Andy's credit, I think the name Woodwind actually does work pretty well for a more folk-based, like, bard. But maybe we'll put, like, a Y in the word wind. Like, Woodwind. And then maybe the other one... We love our Ys. Woodwind. Oh, how about W-U with the little umlauts? Wood. W-U-D... And okay. then wind, W Y. Okay, yeah, woodwind. Yeah, so woodwind. Right. And then, that. yep. No umlauts, but I got it. I remember it. Maybe. <laughs> just gotta write just gotta, just little dots. You just up. hold. You just hold down the U. Hold down the U. Listen, okay. if you want to do the notes, you could do the notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making sure he's he's getting the umlauts. In there. He's got to get the umlauts. Like the umlauts. Okay. Gotta, you can't pronounce it right. Round. You can't pronounce it right without the umlauts. They're important. Woodwind. And then... Listen, I'm not her first log, all right? Relax. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe for um, for the more digital bard, we kind of give it like a little bit more of like a cyberpunky name, like jocks or something, like disc jockeys. We, we, we lean into the disc jockey aspect in, in a way. Be genies. <laughs> I'm quitting the show. This is my last episode. Yeah. Is, is our 10 minutes up? I'm done. Did the alarm go off? No. The alarm went off. Ding, 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 Okay. D. Jocks. Jockeys. Jockers. These bars. Not jockers. Jockers is gross. Jockers is, yeah, that's not a good one. We can also do. I got nothing, man. I got I got nothing for names. I'm so crap at yeah. names. The no I'm telling you the dafters. The daft peas. Daft jocks. Daft jocks. The dafts. <laughs> Just go like more ritualistic. The daft ones. The daft ones? That is the alarm. That's time. That is the alarm. That's the alarm. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week on an episode of Wellbeing. I want to thank again Chad. Uh, It was dope to have him on. Check out the Dudesy podcast. They drop every Tuesday. Oh, I also want to thank Effective for doing our music. And uh, you can find Effective over on SoundCloud and Spotify at A-F-F-E-K-T-I-V. They're dope and rad, so definitely check them out. We also got links in our description below, as well as our 
email. If you have any questions or anything you want to talk about or anything you want to open up about, definitely send it that way. That's wellbeing.podcast.outlook.com. Um, Andy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the internet, like everyone else. Um, I'm on I'm on Instagram and uh, I guess Threads. I don't know. I really use Threads, <laughs> but I guess I have one because I have Instagram. It's under uh, r dot Andrew Sandoval. Nice, Josh. You can find me on all the socials at Fearhead. P H E A R H E A D. Theo. You can find me Sundays on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Theo Ripper. That's 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We just listen to music. We're doing some art, and we just having a general good time. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram and threads at Theo underscore Ripper. Also pending a new art account. So I'll let you all know about that when that drops. All right. Peace out, Leos. Thanks for listening. And be well. Don't let them tell you you need to change Just cause you feel a little strange